This is the Root Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorced after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage improve your dating life and prepare you for life after divorce. Hey everybody, today's episode is a special one for me because uh, this particular guest, I have been a fan of his for about a year and a half now on TikTok. I've been following him since he had 5,000 followers. Let me explain something because for me, when it comes to humor, to make me laugh, it's not an easy thing. I am dead inside pretty much. So it's really difficult for me to laugh at anything because humor is just poorly written nowadays. But the slappable jerk, as he's known in TikTok, his real name is Jack Ryan. Very cool name. This man, he's got it for me. Every video that he posts on TikTok, I am laughing out loud or crying, cry laughing because his videos are, are so hysterical. He's got this unique type of humor. It's called, I don't even know if it's got a name. It's called cringe comedy, but every video is difficult for me to watch. And every one of his viewers, if you read the comments in his videos, he has been known to trigger women's fight or flight. My girlfriend herself cannot even watch the entirety of his videos because they're just so cringe, but it's so well made. And like I said, the comedy's there. These characters feel so authentic. He's got characters such as the vampire landlord. <laughs> Vampire landlord, the nice guy, the groomer with a 19-year-old girlfriend, the kid who's destined for jail. All these characters are just hysterical. And again, he just celebrated over 1 million followers, I believe, a couple months ago. So bravo to him. And that's how popular he is. There's been other creators that are so who can't watch his videos, so they've blocked his content because they just cannot watch him. They're that funny and that cringy. But I love this guy. And we have a talk about what he was doing before TikTok. Believe it or not, he was a lawyer before TikTok. And then COVID happened and he decided to just let his artistic flair come out. So thank you, COVID. <laughs> but this guy is amazing. Uh, he's a wonderful talent. And I'm serious when I say this. Uh, he's destined for greatness. He's going to be on Netflix. He's going to get caught on maybe SNL, Saturday Night Live, something. He's just destined for greatness, and I just cannot wait to see him grow as a comedian and as a creator. So without further ado, everybody, here is Jack Ryan, a.k.a. The Slappable Jerk. I am starstruck, and I am so glad to have this guy. Oh, my God. Well, first off, his name is Jack Ryan, one of the coolest names ever. Oh, Jack thanks, Ryan, yeah. and also, also known as The Slappable Jerk on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me on. What happened to discount... Uh, Austin Kutcher, what, what you were known by that for a while, right? Oh, okay. So originally, you know, on TikTok, you have the username and then you have like the nickname on top. And a yeah. couple of weeks ago, they reverted it back and that that's a whole nother topic. But they <laughs> were having the nickname appear in the comments. And it was so fucking stupid. But yeah. anyway, when I first started my channel, um, I was originally called actually the uh what I, i'm forgetting the name already it's a social studies kid okay and I, was, and I was gonna do like weird like history comedy type of videos and then i started getting into my shtick which is all like the yes know, piece of shit characters <laughs> and so i i was a little worried like i wanted to do like a nickname have something different but mm -hmm. i did i was really unfamiliar you know, um, with the whole online world. So it's like, Oh, I can't give out my real name. And yeah. someone's going to like come and try to track me down. But over time I realized, uh, you're not that important asshole and people <laughs> don't care. Yeah. So when I got to a million followers, I was like, you know what? I think it's going to benefit me if people start use knowing my name because uh -huh. you never know. And the, you know, I, I, I we all want to keep growing and, you know, and, and that might come in handy for people to actually know my name. So I, yeah. I didn't put my name, but now people are like, oh, is that a fake name? Or are you a big Tom Clancy fan? I'm like, no, yeah. that's actually my actual name. So there's a lot of confusion going on lately uh -huh. because it's only been like a few months I've had that up there. But but yeah, it is my name. <laughs> that's a cool name. And I guess it's with your humor. You have so many characters like even right now, before we hit record, you're setting up the camera and I go, is this a skit? Is he doing something? Oh. Is this a bit? <laughs> I don't know what's the real you. So <laughs> a, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people tell me that when I go on live and stuff, they think like, oh, is this, is this a character? And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, I'm just, this is me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's it. You know, the we're a pretty inept person. But we had a whole fucking thing, the camera, just, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm 30. How, how old are 
Uh, I'm 45. 45. You look great. You look Thank great you. For 45. Um, Thank you. And, and even though, um, you know, we're not ancient, it's still uh, these some of these Gen Z kids are just very, very savvy with all the tech. And I'm, I'm still yeah. it's, it's still a process. At least I've been me. I was the kid who was, yeah, I was a kid setting up my parents' VCR and cable. And I've always liked to just go in there and break it apart and put it back together. So that's just, that's just me. And I've known you got to keep up with the times because it's like, you know, technology is just kind of just flying by us. I mean, you're 30, I'm 45. I remember there was no internet at one point, but just there was yellow pages, all these things. And now we have everything at our phone. So things are just flying by. But, but going back to you, I was telling him before we hit record everybody that, He's the only person, like, there's only a handful of people that actually make me laugh out loud and cry. Like, if you got me cry laughing, you got me. And you're like one of the, you, Larry David, and maybe some old Steve Martin, like, movies from the 80s are the only ones, like, The Jerk. I love The Jerk movie. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah. I love The Jerk. And and I want to say, dude, I mean, putting me in the same sentence as Larry David, please do not insult Larry. No. <laughs> but but all seriousness, thank, th- thank you so much, man. I mean, that not only is that just a major compliment, but I I love you know curb your enthusiasm. And it's my favorite show of all it, time. It, it, it's, it's 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 amazing, you know. And it just yeah. the situations he came up with, and and that's it's a big inspiration for my type of comedy. That it's cringe comedy, you know, weird. Situations, mm-hmm. so just having you know that 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 people like you know get where it's coming from is is really awesome and compare I, just really cool. Thanks, no, man. Really I, with that. all sincerity, yes. Like I love laughing. I grew up with laughter. Mel Brooks was one of my idols growing up. I love all of his movies. I think Blazing Saddles is a classic and should be renowned. You know, I hope it doesn't get canceled one day. But I, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I love laughing. But I have to ask. How do you do this? Like, is this something you've had since a kid? Like, if you have you always had this sense of humor? Because I know what it, the struggles like for me being a creator on TikTok. I struggle with ideas. Like, there's times like I don't know what to do, and I go into a slump. And as a creator, I sometimes get depressed. Like, I just don't. I got writer's block. I don't know what to do. But you, every day, you are just knocking out, of, knocking it out of the park. Like, oh, have you sad. always been this way, or are you a professional writer? Like, how did this happen? Um, it's kind of funny. It's kind of a long story. Uh, so I'll try to not make it so right long. Ahead. No, go right ahead. I'll, I'll just start talking. Yeah. I, I love hearing myself talk. So it's perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, in high school and stuff, you know, I, people thought that was funny cause I, I would like telling stories and, um, you know, just kind of, I, I used to kind of mock some of the teachers that were kind of, you know, mean to us and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I actually, um, and you know this, I, uh, I, I, I went the path of, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I, I, I honestly do like communicating with people. So I decided to become a lawyer and, um, wow. uh, and I, you know, I did that and I, you know, I still am one. Um, but I think it was just kind of like, I've always wanted to be a creative person. I've always like, you know, written for fun. And, and I think that just, Doing that job because because now I'm an independent contractor. I make my own schedule. And, nice. You know, I can do whatever the fuck I want now, which is great. But mm-hmm. I was working, you know, the not nine to five. It's more like an eight to six, eight to seven, and uh, at a firm. And it just it really like it was just kind of a a bomb, you know, waiting to go off. Where I really felt like I, I just I really wanted to just release my creativity, and um, it was in the during the pandemic where I was at this firm and I thought that everything was going smoothly. I loved the firm, small firm. I thought everyone had each other's back once the pandemic happened. Backstabbing. Everyone was out for themselves and I was getting threatened to get fired um, almost on a weekly basis. If anything went wrong, you know, because like cutting people was on everyone's radar. You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. And I realized, oh, this, this whole this job that, you know, I went to school for years for and, you know, had to uh, be a slave at the first firm I started and got up. I mean, this isn't certain. I always thought it was certain and like yeah. stable. And I was like, mm-hmm. this isn't stable. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do TikTok because I want to do some type of comedy um, thing. 
And, and that's what I did. I said, if, if they find it and I get fired, I don't care anymore because right. they're going to fire me anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's really where it started. And I had a channel. I had no idea what I was doing. I deleted that channel. It was, oh, I had man. no idea because it was just growing pains. You know, I had to figure out yeah. what I wanted to do. And then I came with a new channel and then the history thing wasn't really working out. So then I did like one, uh, I did a bathroom uh, video way long, long time ago where I like, it wasn't even a shitty character. It was just the <laughs> anxieties you have about people thinking you took a shit at work if you're in the bathroom for too long. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was the first video that people actually saw. And then I just decided like, okay, I'm going to do these kind of weird situations and, and do these kind of shitty people. And that's mm-hmm. just kind of how it happened. And I've just wow. been loving it. You know, I love doing it. So. But as a kid in high school, were you the funny guy in class? Uh, like, like was this humor always part of you or just something that you had inside and finally because of the COVID and your circumstances, it kind of surfaced? Yeah, I, I people thought I was funny in, in high school and uh, I wasn't like a um, my wife jokes with me and she says, oh, you're the you were the class clown. But yeah. I hate that because it's just such a kind of a douchey, you know, you get, you get this <laughs> image in, in your mind of this kid mm-hmm. who's just like kind of an asshole, you know, but, <laughs> but, but no, there were, there were times where I was a bit of an, a, a little bit of an asshole. I, um, yeah, we've all been an asshole. We, 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 we've all, yeah, we've all been there. And, um, this, and so, yeah, in high school, I, I did, um, I, you know, people did think of me as a funny guy. It's kind of funny. Um, I don't know why it was just stupid. I took a, a hustler magazine, not a playboy, a hustler, uh-huh. and if you know the magazines, they're very. There's a different. There's a difference. Yeah, and it was it was a, a bad one, and I put um, I just glued pictures of the hustler magazine all over this lounge we had in high school, uh-huh. and my math teacher, who was um, she was like very very traditional, um, you know, uh, she was a, a, a very very traditional. A Christian woman, and she came mm-hmm. in, and she started crying, <laughs> and she and she kind of she made a comparison. Some teacher who was who I was more friends with, who was uh-huh. you know, he said like this lady told me that she thinks that you're Satan, and like she literally <laughs> like thought, and she just was just so appalled, and I I got like some sort of. Uh, detention or something from that but well deserved it was worth it and, <laughs> and over time uh we actually became friends because i kind of felt bad about how upset she was and then she mm-hmm. kind of you know knew me on a more personal level and realized that i wasn't the antichrist um, yeah but that's just kind of one example <laughs> so to answer your question that long winded rent yes uh, i'd say that people people did find me funny i did do funny things it's just you know uh it, and you're, you, you have all these, not to get all, you know, woo woo, but uh, mm-hmm. sometimes you just have these pressures to, you know, do these routes where you feel like if I'm creative, like I'm, you know, and I'm not making money at the, at the time. And you, you, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a failure or whatever. And then you do yeah. things like being a lawyer and going into insurance defense where you want to blow your brains out every day. <laughs> well, that's a, a testament to you because there's a lot of people I, I've known myself in, that are caught up what they think they're supposed to do. You know, there, there's a lot of people out there who hate what they do. I mean, they went to school, right? They got educated, lawyers, doctors, whatever, and they're just miserable right. and they're unhappy and they, they're not brave enough to make that leap like you do, like you did. So uh, that's a testament to you as well, because again, um, some people would say that's forever. I went to school. I spent, you know, X amount of dollars to become a lawyer. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking it through. So again, that's, that's a testament to your courage to do what you want, do what you love and do what you want to do. And I wish more people, I wish more people followed that approach. Well, yeah, I, I, I I wish so too. And, and I mean, I think, like on one hand, I, I feel like, oh, I wish I did this um, earlier. But uh, at the same time, um, I, you know, it's it's you got to have these experiences in order to create. You have to go through some suffering. Oh yeah. In order to make comedy, I'm sure you know. You know. Oh I mean, yeah. Like relationships, all, all the all this stuff. I, you know, I I finally feel like I have a um, a voice to 
comment on things in life. I didn't really know what the hell was going on in my early twenties or mm-hmm. how relation the heartaches you get from relationships and just yeah. assholes and jobs and all that, you know. And um, and so yeah, it's 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 the path I took. I'm here, you know. I I still get uh, money for those jobs that I I do. I have money from what I've done. I get to do it. So you know, no regrets. A lot of debt, but everyone, I guess everyone's in debt and um, we're all there. We're all yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. So now and, I have to, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I just wanted to say, uh, even though you didn't ask this, um, uh, I, my, my wife, um, having a, a, a supportive person next to your side, I, I don't think that I would have, you know, quit the nine to five if I didn't have her, you know, so it's, 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 it's just, uh, I, don't know, I just want to say that because she's just very, 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 very supportive. That is awesome. You know, so I just I just want to add that in there. No, I'm, I, I'm glad you did, because uh, I've known a lot of men uh, in my previous marriage, including myself, that don't have that support. Like um, I remember when I first started YouTube way back in the day, this is like early 2013. What are you doing that for? You need to be working overtime. You need to pay these bills. Like, oh, OK. And then. <laughs> You have to give it up. Like uh, there's an old right. uh, Bill Burr joke. He goes, you know how many undiscovered Jimi Hendrixes are out in the world because their girlfriend said, quit that <laughs> shit and go get a job. You need to pay for these diapers and you know, pay for these bills. So they give up their dreams. So exactly to have a woman in your life or spouse, whatever, a husband to support your dreams. That's a blessing. And oh, uh, yeah, you're a lucky man. I'm a lucky man myself. I have a wonderful girlfriend now who supports everything I do. I mean, I'm talking about relationships and there's. 80% of my demographics women, any one of my previous girlfriends would have been insanely jealous and told me to delete it. She's like, I trust you, babe. Don't worry about it. You know, so I understand what you're talking about. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, if I was with someone else, like, cause some, you know, you get uh weird DMS and, oh yeah. You know, and you get, you get a lot of weirdos, a lot of, a lot of comments and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I'm lucky enough to be with someone where, you know, we're, we're very, uh, um, trusting of each other and have a good relationship. So it's just like, you know, people are going to say online, it's inevitable. You yeah. Know? So it's, it, yeah, it's very important. I'm glad that you have that too. Cause yeah, it's, it's rare. You know, it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. It is rare. Yeah. You really mm-hmm. do have to find the work to find someone. And, and then too, well, you know, like if that uh, same thing and, or if, you know, if the girl is, is doing well on uh, and, and, and getting a lot of attention or making a lot of money starts to get jealous. I mean, you have those too. So it mm-hmm. goes both ways. Yeah. It really does. So, um, so these characters, I have to ask, I love the boomer with the 19 year old girlfriend. <laughs> I, I love it. And uh, what I found funny again, I've, I've been following you since you have like 5,000, 10,000 followers. I've been following you for a very long time. And I was like, well, let me do some research to see if anybody stitched his videos. And I was shocked. I was laughing out loud. I was shocked to see that there's many women out there that have said that you've triggered their flight or flight. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> Watching your videos. I'm like, that's unbelievably funny. And they're serious, too. But they know it's a joke. But right. I, I showed these to my girlfriend. Is this true? She's like, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> these some of these characters, like some of the men that have hit on her or some of her ex-boyfriends. So it's just it's just a. Um, you're, how do you come up with these characters? Are these people that you've met or you just create them in your mind? <laughs> you know, the, the thing with that, that character, um, cause the I've boomer? had a lot of the boomer, yeah, the boom, uh, <laughs> yes. a lot of people, you know, ask me, um, you know, Oh, is it cause it, they, they, they bring up the fact like, Oh, it's so gross. Cause you, you know, you picture this old guy with, you know, you know, saggy tits and, and all that, like hovering over, uh, um, 19 year old. And I said, yeah. You know, I tell them, I said, you know, yeah, sure. But um, but what really kind of I just think is weird um, about a lot of these relationships that happen. And I just think it's funny to comment on is what the fuck do you talk about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Because like as you get older, like now that I'm, you know, I'm 30, um, you know, now that the, the, the age gap when I'm talking to people who are, uh, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. We can yeah. have a conversation. We have like things in common, but um, I don't know what to talk about to, with a 19 year old. Yeah. I mean, there's just too much, you know, that, that, that distance yeah. uh, between and what you don't have in common. So I just, I just always thought that's like so funny. Like um, what are, and I've seen it too. 
uh, mm-hmm. because my my dad was a kid. He had, he had a he had a friend, and he was like forty forty nine. And he had a 19 year old girlfriend. And then so the conversations were just, they were, uh, even as a kid, I knew this is, this is kind of bizarre. And, and, you know, there, I mean, I, you know, there are exceptions and, and, you know, so I'm not, I'm not saying for everybody at the end of the day, it's like, if it's consenting adults and, and it's like, I I don't give a fuck. I I really don't give a fuck. Everyone's like, Oh, you're, you're, you're you're bringing this to, you know, attention. I'm like, no, I don't give a shit. I'm just trying to be funny. You know, I just, I just think it's really awkward. It can be really cringy and funny. And so, uh, and so I think that that more than anything, more than like the way they look, it's more about, um, you know, just what, those conversations just having that nothing in common. So anyway, yeah. I just, it's, it's, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> and, 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 and also it's like 90 days fiance. There's a, there's a lot of material there. Mm-hmm. Of weird, you can just see how they interact. It's, it's, it's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because, um, one of your first videos, like when I was divorced at 39, I was married 16 years. Right. So I'm single 39. I'm like, I haven't been single since the nineties. Like how, what the hell is this? What's going on? Everything changed. And I remember at 39, younger women were attracted to me. They just, they wanted to date older guys. I'm like, okay. So I was dating one that was 24, 23. And I remember watching uh, TV and go, hey, look, the three students are on. And she didn't know what they were. <laughs> and you did a video about that. And, <laughs> hey, close to home. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, do I don't want to say anything. you take her to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at, le- at, least, at, least, at least she could drink. Yes. Because because yes. to me it's like well when they turn twenty one it's like okay you can go to bars and stuff but to me it's like going to a bar with somebody I could not imagine I, that I can't imagine that either like oh yeah she she she's too young like, <laughs> Jesus that, is that not a sign <laughs> my God I so know twenty three twenty four you're getting this one. 25 is, I think they say that's when your brain fully develops. I mean, I think mine is still developing. But, Same you know. here. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. constantly, it's constantly gelling and all that. But these characters, like uh, you said, your your dad or you knew somebody when you were younger who was uh, uh, like the boomer with a 19-year-old girlfriend. But yeah. all these other characters, like where do they come from? Uh, do you? Are, I have a theory. Like, are you a people watcher? Do you and your wife go out and you just study people and just take notes? <laughs> that's my theory, well, but am I wrong? <laughs> well, I, I have... Uh, met a lot of people um, yeah. being a lawyer because you're, you know, you're taking depositions and, and, um, you know, just meeting with crazy clients and all of that. So you do interact with, you interact with all different types, which is, yeah. which is really great. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I do think I don't like to, you know, say like, Oh, I'm a, I'm not like some fucking, you know, psychologist. Uh, arm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an armchair psychologist. No, but, but I do have a kind of a knack at kind of um, figuring people out, uh, yeah. just kind of where where they're coming from. Um, so I, I do feel like I do. I can't say that that I, I, I can't figure out where, where people are coming from. Um, and so, you know, just just interacting and a lot of these characters too. Uh, it, it is kind of based on some behaviors I've seen, but a lot mm-hmm. of it too is it's an exaggerated version to make it more funny. Like there's no. There's no real like this guy who's out there. Uh-huh. You know, the, I don't know if you if you're familiar with that character, the guy who is like constantly trying to you know get money in lawsuits and and trying to get in arguments with people. I didn't see that one. No, he, I didn't. He, he he that was a character that was pretty popular for a while. It was uh, maybe there's one video that got a ton of views is uh, on the plane where he's wants to sit in between the couple and he refuses to. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, and people were asking me like, uh, you know, um, where, where did you get that inspiration from, from, uh, for that character? Cause it's kind of like, he's one of the worst ones mm-hmm. he's always arguing with people over nothing. And I actually got it from someone who I, I really liked, but I just kind of morphed it into somebody who would be like really hateable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, some of those are, instances where it's based off of someone who I actually really like in real life. But I mm-hmm. thought, what would be like the shitty version of that? <laughs> uh, what well, One example, actually, that I was just telling my wife uh, the other day is, um, do, do you know this stranger, the guy who, who does a, like, um, uh, I, I couldn't notice, but, um, yeah. you're, you know, you're the, the, the creep that just wanders on up to women and, and ask them out. 
And those mannerisms where people are like, oh, that's so creepy with like you're sucking in, you know, that, that saliva and you're like thinking um, of, of, some, of some creepy thing to say was it's those mannerisms were actually based off of a law professor who was the nicest, nicest no guy in the world. Uh-huh. He was the nicest guy in the world. And he would do that. Um, that's just is kind of like his tick. And but he would say something like really nice. And he was one of the best teachers. And he taught something that was so boring and made it interesting. But uh-huh. I thought, you know, if he was an asshole, that would just be so <laughs> revolting. <laughs> so I thought, OK, I'm going to I'm going to use that. You know? OK, so that's the formula a person and then turn them into an asshole. <laughs> for some of them, for some of them, you know, okay, awesome. and then sometimes it's the opposite because mm-hmm. the boomer character, actually, the guy, the real boomer who was friends with my dad, mm-hmm. he had a, just a he was just one of those guys who um, he would tell stories and like you knew it was all bullshit. Like I saw <laughs> I saw the biggest guy in the room and I uh, finished fights. I don't start. He was one of those guys. Yeah, just fucking his, his inflection, just everything about this guy was awful mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to do with the boomer is that he's like uh and just so there's no like also because people love to you know think like assume the worst but he's not he, he's like a nice goofy guy he's just very immature and stunt he has a yeah uh, his growth is kind of stunted you know i try to do <laughs> something like that so I, I tried to make him not so much likable but you know he's not like an abusive asshole he's just you know he's just kind of like this goofy guy who's has no he's not self-aware about how ridiculous it it looks he's out with a 19 year old with the fucking convertible and all that yeah it's yeah um so yeah it's authentic it comes off very authentic and and you can see it in the comments i read because when i'm laughing out loud i'm reading the comments and there's so many women including my girlfriend they're like oh my god i can't i can't watch the whole thing because it's (laughs) so real so uh, yeah i think that's a great formula you just kind of like taking a regular person and just, you know, making him like, a, like you say, he's not self-aware of how ridiculous he is and just making him with being his own element. And I, I think that works. So it I makes what you're doing. Yeah. Kind of complicated, too. Right. Because yeah. if it's, just, you know, I'm an asshole. I talk like <laughs> asshole. I have shitty voice. It's not it's like, you know, I, I mean, and, and 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 not to say that I'm creating this like HBO the wire, the Sopranos yeah. content, but mm-hmm. I do want to make a point, And I don't know if you agree with me is that I feel like so many, it's just television and movies. A lot of it's getting ruined because these characters in these shows and, and, and movies, they're not complicated at all. It's just like good guy, bad guy. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's just, it's really getting uh, away from real life. I feel like, Mad Men um, was kind of the, one of the last shows to do that. You know, Don okay. was. I never asshole. saw Mad Men, by the way. I know. You never saw like, it's like I've heard people talk about it so much. It's like I feel like I've seen it already. Like Don Draper, uh, right? He's like the uh, man. I, I hear it. Yeah, I, I know yeah. what you mean. I have those shows yeah. too where it's like, shut up. You know, yeah. I, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's a good show. I mean, um, it kind of falls off at a certain season and picks back up. But. Um, but uh, I don't know if you've watched The Wire or I haven't this. seen The Wire either. Those are the two shows. Oh my god! I have oh my seen. god! Get this kid a TV. Get this kid <laughs> <a> HBO. <laughs> Everybody has been telling me to see The Wire for like fifteen, twenty years already. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those shows where um, it's not outdated. You can watch it now, and uh-huh. it's like wow, really get wowed by it. It, it, it holds up today. You know, same with The Sopranos. I don't know if you've seen that show. Um, I saw the last four seasons, I think. Yeah. I didn't like the finale, though. I don't care how experimental it was. I don't like it. Yeah, it was (laughs) a little. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you there. It was a little bit of a dud. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, but um, our uh, but yeah, these shows where, you know, there's nuance, there's there's good things about them. There's bad. I just I'm not seeing that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which I can I can kind of see your point because I know there's like a what's the big take right now in, in movies? It's all comic book movies. That's you know those are the movies that make film that make money. I'm sorry, and a lot of them feel like they've gone through the Disney corporate checklist. So it's it, there's it, no authenticity to it. There and, and it, it's not. It makes these characters like unrealistic, and you can't yes. relate to them. And and this is you know maybe I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I think that 
it's like it's great that they're adding more um, different people, you know, you know, people like, you know, black people, diversity, I'm all I'm all for that, mm-hmm. but make them like real, you yes. know, uh, because then you're it's not relatable. Like, if it's like, OK, okay I'm going to have a black person or a Latino person here and they're the, going to be the good guy and everything about them is perfect. I mean, that's not a real character. Yeah. You're going to really relate to them on a, a level if they're kind of shitty because we're all kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, I, and then and I think that is like way more powerful than people. You know, that does kind of make a, a change where now everyone's um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I and. I, have you seen that movie um, Everything er, Everywhere All at Once? Yes, uh, and I, I one of my reviews I I type in for for someone who's dead inside. I actually felt something. I felt joy for a moment, and that tear came down my face. That's what I wrote. It, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Was it. Great. It, yes, that, I loved it. That's it, it was so, so refreshing to see and different, like and different, <laughs> and the the woman the, the the main character was flawed, mm-hmm. but. You know, um, we still root for her. We could connect with her. And it kind of presented to somebody who would be um, kind of uh, invisible to everyone on a daily basis. You could actually relate. It's like, that's how you do it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just like uh, we're going to do a movie with Asian people and we're going to make them all perfect. And then everyone's going to then love Asians. And that's what these corporations think they're doing. And it's just it's coming off really cheesy and just lazy and and just shitty writing. And that that movie was fantastic. Yes. That's why I I kind of stepped away from Disney, because I know the remake of Mulan, that that was the same thing. She was like the main character, but but perfect. Uh, There's the the argument, I guess, with Ray Skywalker. I don't know if you like Star Wars or not, but Ray was like a perfect character. Yeah. And, I, and I'm a minority. I'm Hispanic. And I remember I've had this conversation with some of my other YouTuber friends. Like, I never want to see an Hispanic, Hispanic Captain America. No. You know, there's plenty of other characters out there that are Hispanic that bring them out. But I don't right. want a Hispanic Captain America. That's just so unauthentic. And I know the corporations are really just kind of throwing me a bone or us a bone. Like, hey, you know, check this out. We're doing something for you. Right. You know, retweet. You know. Right. No, I can tell. When it's just for uh, play and when it's when it's real. And you're right. The everything all at once was one of those movies where I loved it and it felt real. And um, I totally agree with you. Yes, uh, there needs to be more of that. Like the, some movies that come off the top of my head that are like good stories with real people. I don't know if you've seen Chef that came out a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And yeah. uh, The Judge with Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Duvall. Those are two great just human stories that I enjoyed, but they don't make those, those movies don't make, actually make any money anymore. That's probably why they don't do them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I don't know if they're, I, I mean, I think the real reason why all this cheesy stuff is going on is because everyone's listening to the managers at top and they yes. don't know how the fuck the real world works. And they're like, this is what people want. It's like, no, yeah. we, we do not. <laughs> yeah, we don't. And, and that's why I I think The Wire, you know, like that show, it's it's almost an all black cast, but mm-hmm. every single character, um, you really, I mean, it's just it's a great example of um, you know a, a really good show where like it has good representation and good characters, and not just some guy on top just being like we just need to throw them in. You know, yeah. because that, that <clears throat> you know uh, because that's what people want, or even though that's not what anybody wants. I mean, it's good to have them in, but like I said, you have to have good characters, not this, this lazy, shitty writing. So I I totally, I totally get it. Well, let me ask you this going to humor, because uh, again, like I said, I grew up in the eighties where Mel Brooks, there's a lot of jokes, you know, (laughs) that I love, you know, a lot of them are toward the Jews and Germans and all that, but that's what makes Mel Brooks movies. So fucking hilarious. Right. A lot of that humor couldn't be replicated today. And like, for example, I know there's this a talk that I've heard, like the movie The Hangover, it came out what it that's one of the last films that had kind of raunchy humor, because before that, they were super bad. Tropic Thunder, you know, they put Robert Downey Jr. in blackface. So there's there's a type of humor that I love, but is no longer acceptable. Like when it comes to comedy and again, you're a funny guy. Have you ever had struggles with is this going to offend people or like do you ever have those like struggles when you're writing out a character? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely had, um, you know, some thoughts about, you know, <clears throat> if I'm going to to comment on, uh, you know, race or some topic where someone, 
you know, things that I, I shouldn't be commenting about. And it's, I think that like, as long as people know the humor behind it, my intention, mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, there's always going to be people who aren't going to understand, but if like you watch my content, you know, yeah. like what I'm saying, um, a lot of people got offended by that plantation, uh, video because okay. they, they, I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen I that one just, yet. I was making fun of, um, uh, people who have plantation weddings because I just think it's, it, it, I, I went to one, I went to one. It was, it was, it was a, a very creepy experience. No, it really was. I like bet, I, yeah. I, I didn't go, I, it wasn't, I didn't go to a wedding. I, I just went to visit the plantation and I was like, gotcha. you know, and my whole belief on that is have the places, uh, I think it's really important to have these places as historical monuments yeah, keep them, because, yeah. mm -hmm. because when you go there, you can, uh, I mean, not again, not to sound woo woo, but I can feel, um, it's a bad vibe. It's a really creepy vibe. It's okay. these places that are so beautiful, but it's like, it's, History. Just, it's, it's, you really get, you see the, the, the cabins and uh, the, 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 the slave quarters. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you really get a sense of like, Oh, this is uh, really fucked up, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's my whole stance. Keep them up. But I, I just think the whole wedding thing is just, it's, it's really weird. Why would you want a, a wedding there? It's just really bizarre. So I did a video on that. Uh -huh. Um, and people were like, you shouldn't be commenting on that and stuff. And you shouldn't be and I, I just like, you know, if people wanted me to take it down. I'm like, you know what? Like my intention is, is that um, I'm obviously being making fun of people who have, you know, weddings at, at here. I'm not like trying to make light of slavery. And, and, yeah. and so that's kind of my position is that, you know, I, I understand that if I do something that is um, insulting, there, there's certain areas where, okay, maybe I don't have a place. But um, but that, like that instance, uh, no, I, I, I'm not going to just not do something because it was a funny video. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. uh, so, um, I mean, yeah, I do. I do have those those things in mind. Um, there's certain things where like, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to go in blackface and pretend I'm a black guy. I think that yeah. is crossing the line, oh, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. but but uh, but making a commentary on what my own people do that are really mm -hmm. cringy, like the white savior, for instance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to comment on that. And I, I yeah. feel like I have a, <clears throat> you know, a perspective on that. It could be funny. And, you know, I'm, I, all I can say is I'm sorry you're offended, but you mm -hmm. know, sorry. Why is it, <laughs> why is it you think nowadays people cannot take a joke anymore? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people, I think the problem is, is that I, when, when you talk to people in just real life situations, more, most people are, I feel like pretty normal, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people just want to have their lives and live their lives and be happy. And I feel like a lot of it is um, kind of this narration you see in, 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 uh, on, in the media and online is, is that you see a, a small percentage of really loud people. Mm -hmm. um, who are given the most voice, the loudest always get noticed. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are just kind of afraid, um, to, you know, um, like uh, offending people are afraid of getting in trouble. And I just, you know, I really don't like the, you know, the direction it's turning because I mean, there are some good things. There are, you know, a lot of advantages to addressing some of these things that we never thought about before, but, you know, when you get into stuff like um, you can only be, for instance, like a, a trans character or trans person to play a trans character. When you get start start getting into yeah. that stuff, I really don't agree with that mm -hmm. uh, because you got to think it's like okay, so a, does that mean that a trans person can't play a cis person? Is that what we're going to do? Everyone's going to be, you know, that's yeah. that's you're, that's not good. So. Um, so I just think that, I mean, I, I think that's kind of part of it. It's just the, the loudest people, um, you know, they, 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 uh, uh, they have the most voice, unfortunately, it's a, the small minority of loud people, but most people like don't, um, aren't really happy with this shit, you yeah. know? So anyway, and it goes both ways too. I mean, I know I'm talking about when we talk about cancel culture and stuff, we're kind of talking about 
uh, you know, associating with with, uh, you know, the left. But there's mm -hmm. also people on the, the right that are super loud and obnoxious and kind of pull them in, into a whole group. And people don't find them fucking annoying, too. It goes yeah. both ways. I'm I'm kind of like on the. I'm really annoyed at everybody. That's just I just kind of can't stand like all of that shit. It's just it, can it's, it's 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 exhausting. You know, it really uh, is. It's taking the fun out of life because again, I I grew up in a different generation. You know, there was Don Wrinkles who would just go and roast everybody, and now you know Chris Rock comes up and Will Smith goes and punches them with a silly joke. Uh, uh, you know, things like a standing that, ovation. Yeah, that uh, made me that made me so sick, and it's like. We need to laugh at ourselves sometimes. I, I think satire is on the on the verge, or possibly <clears throat> will get canceled. And we need satire. We need to laugh at ourselves. You know, it's it, we're making fun of us, and look how stupid we're acting. We right. need more of that, and that's why I love Blazing Saddles because it takes racism and makes people who are racist into idiots. It right. takes the power exactly. of, that, of the words they use away from them. And it's just it's showcasing, hey, you look how dumb you're looking, acting. This is exactly what you're saying and how you're behaving. So that's the brilliance of it. And my fear is that movie will get archived and put away in the next 10, 15 years. And that will break my heart. Right. Yeah. No, I, I it will it'll break my heart, too, especially it's all about the and Chris Rock even even had a whole bit about it's the, the context and the intention, which yeah. the words uh, are said and not just like the words themselves. And it, it, it's unfortunate that it's not, I don't even think it's like people are forgetting that. I just, I really think that what we're seeing is really a small percentage of people yeah. that are really loud. And a lot of them, you know, qu quite frankly, uh, uh, are mentally ill. You know, there's a lot of mentally ill people who are really frustrated with their lives. And, and, you know, and I'm not, ta I'm talking about these insane cancellations and it goes with the same with um uh you know some of these people who um are on the other side as well it's 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 a loud voice and it's not from them actually being angry mm -hmm. and you know at the situation it's more being kind of like angry at the world it comes from someplace like much deeper and and yeah. has really nothing to do with with the actual like problems so I 100 percent agree on that. Uh, and speaking of you know people with mental problems, that's a perfect segue. Segue. <laughs> you have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called uh, Snacky Cakes, I believe is what it is. Uh, Snacky buns, actually. Snacky buns. There you go. And I haven't. I've never visited your YouTube channel until a couple days ago. And you have a video. It's called the uh, Evolution of the Incel. And again, I'm, I, I know of your content. I know of your comedy, and I love it. So I was expecting the same type of material on your YouTube page. And here it is. There's this 36, 40 minute video. And for those who are listening, I have horrible ADHD. It's tough for me to sit through a 60 second TikTok, much less some, a five minute video. And your presentation was so well done, well put together that you had me watch. I watched the entire 40 minute video and learned a lot about incels. And uh, like, where did the, where did the, first off, I applaud you for the quality oh, thank you. Thank and your you. storytelling, but what drove you to tell that story? Um, well, thank you very much. I, I, that really, really means a lot. Um, it, cause I, I did put a lot of work in that video. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it really means a lot, man. I really appreciate that. Um, oh. I, I actually, I just got really interested in, in, in the whole incel subculture and just kind of the, the 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 way of thinking because i i saw and i'm not going to reveal his identity yeah. because this mm -hmm. guy has way enough problems on his own but I, I saw this guy on youtube and then he had a twitch and uh, i started watching his twitch and it's pretty amazing what you can find on twitch wow. and without revealing his identity it's a guy who he lives in his parents basement literally mm -hmm. um he you know doesn't have a girlfriend never had a girlfriend uh, i think he's like 33 um you know is definitely li living a uh, a very you know very um altered re reality than what right. was actually happening and i just i was very interested in him because there's he's not the only person and there's a lot of men younger guys 20s going up into 
this this guy like who are, who are in their thirties mm-hmm. um, who are, uh, are are very ineffective in in life um, and also very entitled, which I which I talked yes. about in the video. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to do something about it because it's 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 even though. You know, because for those of you who don't know, incels, it's involuntary. They have a lot of resentment towards women. You know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of feel like society and women are fucking them over. It's a very misogynistic and bad way of thinking. But um, I really feel like there's a there's a, a very big mental illness problem going on with these men. And a lot of it is exasperated by just bad parenting and ineffective right. parenting. And we're getting a lot of ineffective men who are very resentful because they don't have these abilities to, to interact with women. And they've been coddled by not just the, their mother, the, their mother, you yeah. know, which is, uh, that's what I noticed with a lot of like the school shooters, for instance, is it's coddling by the mo- mother. People like to blame it on a lack of a father figure, but the mother is very important as well. Uh, and uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but my girlfriend, I don't know what it is with women nowadays. She loves these horror documentaries, uh, uh, serial killer documentaries. So that's all we watch every night. And there's a common denominator with every one of these stories. Like they had a horrible mother who uh, was their deity. And then when you mentioned that in your video, I'm like, this guy's done his research. (laughs) It's true because all these serial killers are like their mother just holds them up in this pedestal that they can do no wrong. And that's also the origin of a narcissist as well. And uh, they just they have this complex and they look at their brother a certain way. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's it's exactly right. When you are coddled by your mom, you look at your mom as something else than other women. But at the the end of the day, it's like she's a woman. And I mean, obviously, it's not like when I'm looking out for women. Hey, uh, you remind me of my mom. That's sick. Uh, that's not what I mean. What I, what I mean is, is that mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't look at your mom as like, oh, she's the um, the nurturer, the you know, yeah. the one who coddles me, the one who will be there for me, and then um, and and you know the, the you know the dating pool is just like this thing that I need to have that I need to conquer. It's something different from the mom it's it's and then you see it's this weird way of thinking where um you know they and a lot of guys do think like that you know Mm -hmm. and and i think that the problem with incels is that not only are they coddled entitled and and think of women as objects because of that relationship with the mother but they're very ineffective because if you are effective there's guys out there who, who are getting girls who are entitled to you're effective, you know, yeah. if you're effective, then you're just, you're not an incel. You're, right. you're just an asshole, you know, and there's guys like that too, but they, I don't feel what those guys, um, you know, that's a whole other, you know, yeah. issue. But the thing is, is that when you're, when, you know, when you're looking at this thing that you need to have, that's an object and it's like a necessary thing in your life and you can't, get it because they're not taught the proper tools. They have a mental illness. They need, you know, they need help. You get really, really resentful. And a lot of them are, uh, are killing themselves, angry, um, going on these stupid forums. And so, you know, but even more so, uh, some turn into mass shooters. And I think that whether or not you feel sorry for them, I mean, I wrote a, a fucking whole story where I'm, you know, talking like them and making fun of them. Um, so I don't really feel that sorry, uh, but at the same time, it's 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 kind of a problem that I don't think it's going to be going away because I keep seeing this, and I, I really do think that it's it's rooted in this uh, in this parenting. I really do. That's making these these boys really ineffective and really entitled. So um, yeah. I just wanted to I, I wanted to do a video on that. I thought it was interesting, and. Um, and it's it's like if they don't turn to a mass shooter, I mean, suicides, it's it's, it's there's proof in, in the pudding there. The suicides and and, and, and men these eight uh, this age are are way up. So there is like yeah. something going on here. And I think that's kind of uh, where it stems from. Um, yeah. Um, so in, in my space, I know our content on TikTok is totally different. I talk about divorce, dating and, you know, co-parenting. I do still see, uh, I, I don't, incels in the red pill community, I, I'm pretty sure you know what the red pill community mm-hmm. is in the dating. I know they're different uh, places and they come from different areas, but there's hate. The, the common denominator is hate. 
And there's a lot of men and women out there, of course, but I'm talking about the men right now that had their heart broken by somebody they loved or they were, they think they were uh, the most amazing husband in the world and their wife left and whatever the case is. And now they just have this hate uh, for and contentment for like their previous partner. And I talked to a lot of them and, uh, and when I go live and all that, and a lot of them don't want to take accountability for not being a good husband. And like a lot of them believed a, we got married the vows are vows. I can be the shittiest guy in the world. She can't leave. And I'm like, tell me you're fucking joking. They just had this, they just had this idea in their, in their mind that once they had this marriage lockdown, they couldn't leave so they can just be whatever. And there's always this quote, like uh, 80% of marriages are filed by women. I'm like, well, maybe 80% of you aren't worth a shit and not just horrible yeah. husbands. Do you ever think about that? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's horrible women out there, but take some accountability. And a lot of them say, well, I'm a nice guy. Well, being a nice guy, you need to discover that. And you need to work on your attributes, your social engagement, maybe your appearance. If you feel uncomfortable about your weight, lose weight, you know, get braces like I did, you know, take care of yourself and learn how to function in society. But a lot of them just feel like it's deserved. And that's scary. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it and I think that comes from, you know, parenting because they kind of see I mean. At the end of the day, if you're, you know, I'm 30, I'm not going to be blaming my, there's only so much you can blame yeah. on your parents, but, uh, but where does it all stem is, right. you know, they're kind of thinking their fathers, you know, got married and then they act like an asshole mm-hmm. um, and the moms take it. So, um, you know, and, and it can go both, go both, go both, go both ways as well, um, yeah. too, um, where you learn that behavior and you see the guy who's kind of. You know, for lack of a better word, he, he's kind of a, um, what, what do you call it, a, a pussy whip. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? So he whip, yeah. You <laughs> see the same thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, there, it, that, that's, a, that's funny you mentioned the nice guy because that's going to be my next video. And, <laughs> I, and I think that the nice guy, like the incels, uh, I, I really do think um, if you're an incel and you're online and you're talking about, like, I mean, not so many of them are praising Elliot Roger anymore, but if you mm-hmm. have that type of mentality, I really think that there's a lot of shit um, you got to deal with. There's a real yeah. underlining mental illness going on, and there's a lot of things. Like, that's a, a big ment- mental problem. And the incels, it's, when you really look at it, it's a, it's a very small population. Yeah. But the, but the nice guy is kind of a mentality that – affects a lot of people and it really is prevalent when you're younger mm-hmm. because you don't have that uh, experience with dating mm-hmm. and you're also kind of told um by society and by you know in the media and, and hollywood yeah and hollywood that you know you if that you're the you're if you're a nice guy if you're just nice that you, you're going to get the girl and and even in hollywood i mean they show these guys who may be rejected or fucked over or whatever in the beginning they end up getting the girl in the end so yeah, she's course, got the mean boyfriend you know like in the it, wedding singer there's plenty of it, movies you can name yes <laughs> the wedding singer is actually one that i mentioned and it's, it's oh, like really? that yeah and he's supposed to i mean you know it's a funny movie i like the movie yeah, but it, but it's like what's the what's the message are we sending Mm-hmm. Um, to the to these young men. I mean, of course, they're going to believe that that's what you, uh, you know, that you know that that's that's supposed to happen. That's their like main character moment, and it's it's just it's very it's very destructing not only to women that have to be irritated by these fucking you know <laughs> wallowing guys yeah. that often become too um, very judgmental and yeah. uh, you know it gets it gets very like irritating but also it's very destructive for guys you know yeah. because you're you're putting this uh, you're, you're you're making a this metaphorical woman as the answer to an underlying like insecurity you I know and, and you shouldn't be obsessing over um, a girl you should fucking Focus on sports or music or something. Yourself. That's what you should be doing in yourself. Yeah, you should yeah. be focusing on something. And it's kind of like that. It's funny because it's a, a funny movie. But Tony Montana is right. You know, you get the, get the money, you get the money, power. you get the power. You it's get true, the, but it's true. Get, get get yourself taken care of first, and it'll all come. You know, yeah. um, because when I met uh, my wife, I that was I was twenty. 
was I 20 or 20? We've been together a long time. Mm -hmm. And that was just when I was starting to, you know, ground myself. I mean, we've grown together too. Obviously I wasn't, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still growing, you know, we we grow every day, but, but, but before that, you know, just that, all that, just nonsense that that I, I had those thoughts like oh you know it's just like me and you, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only guy it's like shut up <laughs> yeah. you're right you're right and that's when I again I, I went everything I learned in the dating world was by accident like after my divorce I like I loved my life I loved my career I had a YouTube channel I was finally able to work on I just had plans and I was just happy and I didn't need anybody else to make me happy. And apparently that's the secret ingredient to be successful women. Cause when I went out there and I'm like, Oh, you, you don't want to date. Okay, fine. Cool. Yeah. They, they, what do you mean? They like, they had expected me to react a certain way, but if you're happy with your life and you just love what you do, you, you're a man of ambition, you have plans and drive that attracts women. It's like you're a star and gravity's pulling them to you. And if you come off needy, you know, desperate, lonely, you know, that's a, 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 a we'd call it repellent. Yeah, and, oh, that's exactly. and that's what a lot of these incel guys I feel are projecting. I had a friend who's an incel. He lives with his mom. He's in his forties. And I stopped talking to him three years ago because I remember we go on the date, on a date. we go out to bars and he started talking to a woman. And he started yelling at her. What do you want? I'm a nice guy. Come on, talk to me. You're going to talk to him instead. And I'm like, would you calm down, dude? You're going to get thrown out. Jesus Christ. But, <laughs> so when I guess the, everything you were saying in your video kind of spoke to me, uh, cause it's true. It's, it's, it's well, uh, researched and it's funny. Like they do view women as objects now because literally do it literally and, do. Cause that and, word gets thrown around uh, yes. a little too much, but they literally do because thinking like, Oh, I, I, you know, think this girl is hot. Yeah. You know, you, you got the people who, you know, get all up and you're like, you think, you think women are, no, that's, that's not it. You can think women. I mean, what the fuck? Come on. Why yeah. not? But no, but they actually do. They actually yes. think of woman as this. It's like a, an accessory, you know, yeah. and, that's, and that's what, and then, and, and that's what incels, I think in incels, it's like, it's uh but the, just the, the, the nice guy, the nice guy, because it is more common. I think like, you know, it's, it's, it's much more of a, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's kind of normal to kind of go through that phase. Yeah. Um, they look at it more, I think, as uh, you know, that like a, an answer to their problems. And, and like you were you're saying, um, women are you know, they're smart. They're going to sense that, and they're going to yeah. know right away um, that you're talking Bullshit. to them only to, to make <laughs> themselves feel better about themselves. You know, it's exactly because of you. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and real quick, I know we're running uh, low on time, but. You're a writer, and you wrote two stories. I didn't know this. You have them right here. One's called The Character. You sent that to me, and I haven't gone through the whole thing yet. But you also wrote a horror story called The Big House in Buffalo. Tell us about that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for for mentioning these stories. Yeah, the first story, um, it's Please Refer to Me as the Character. That was the one that I was uh, talking about where it's it's narrated by an incel. It's really, really cringy and kind of goes over. uh, It's just kind of... Shows kind of the way they think and and um, more. Mm-hmm. It's like a Discord mod. It's themes are kind of like insecurity and you know um, and, yeah. and, and read it. It's 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 a it's a good read. And then the that that other story, it's a horror story that I did about a few months ago. Um, it was just an idea I had, um, and uh, it's uh, it's got a good ending. It's 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 it might take you <laughs> off guard, and it's pretty mm-hmm. creepy. And um, it's it that the the one I recently did. It's modern. That one is based in the 1970s. The horror story. It's based in Buffalo. And the nice. reason why I did Buffalo is because Buffalo has these houses where um, they're very pretty. They're 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 very uh, like the Victorian Anne style houses. They're they're mm-hmm. very cool, but um, but they're kind of kind of eerie in a sense there's it's it's kind of eerie the, the style it's kind of spooky uh, yeah. so that's kind of why I, I chose that area and um uh, but anyway if you guys are interested you should check it out they're both on amazon thanks for mentioning that no no problem yeah. again i know you had sent me like uh, the character novel and i haven't like i said i hadn't finished it yet but oh take I, your I, time it's it's long so you know yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um have you always wanted to be a writer is this like your first two novels or have you been writing your entire life I've written for fun um, for a while, but uh, I finally just had the balls to put it out um, 
with these stories. So uh, yeah. I'm going to continue on, and, and a lot of people seem to like it, and I, I love doing it. Um, so, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to keep on doing it. Awesome. Uh, well, Mr. Jack Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It really oh, means a lot to you. me. You're hilarious. And again, please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you, you're, you just crossed over a million followers about a month ago. If you don't have your own Netflix skit show within the next year, I'm going to be pissed because you're destined for great things, man. You're just a rare uh, talent. And I, I, I love what you do. You're too kind, man. No, I, I really appreciate having uh, me on and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Here. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Please go to Jack's social media accounts are down in the show description to follow and support him. Also, did you like the podcast? Did you enjoy the content? Please leave a rating on whatever streaming platform you're listening to. If you're listening to this on TikTok, please leave a comment and like and subscribe. I'd love to hear back from you. And as always, everybody, thank you so much for your support on my new channel and this new podcast. It means the world to me. Till then, I shall see you next week, everybody. Take care.